The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Right now, we are going to talk a little bit about something we talked about Monday. Mo, we, we talked, Michael Jordan has teamed up with Denny Hamlin of NASCAR fame mm-hmm. to put together their own NASCAR race team. And the driver they chose is Mobile, Alabama native, Mr. Bubba Watson. I'm sorry, Bubba, Bubba Wallace, sorry. Watson, Wrong sport. Yeah. Anything. Mr. Bubba Wallace. Darrell Wallace Jr. Is going to drive <laughs> this Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan car. And I'm not sure if those of you who follow NASCAR saw this, but Michael Jordan told Denny Hamlin that he had no interest in doing this if they weren't going to win. And Which is not a comment that surprises you at all coming from Michael Jordan. That's right. He said, look, I don't want to go out there and just finish 18th, 19th, 20th, 30th. I want to win. So Michael Jordan, probably one of the most competitive people in the history of the world. To talk about that, we have on the line with us from WCYB-TV in Bristol, Heather Williams. Heather, thanks for joining us. Oh, sure. Thanks, guys, for having me. Heather, we, we talked earlier this week when we – um figured out that we were going to be able to get you on that we we couldn't figure out why anybody in bristol tennessee would want to talk about nascar yeah i don't know there there might be this big round track thing that i can basically see from my apartment but other than that i'm not sure why now i'm jealous (laughs) (laughs) now we know we got a place to stay if we ever decide to come up there anytime you want to come up for race race week i got the spare room got some binoculars that's what our telescope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey um for again appreciate you coming on and spend a little time with us so you've kind of helped educate me on nascar you you've kind of been my nascar go-to person because you know for whatever i do know about sports nascar is not really in my wheelhouse but you are excited about this situation for bubba tell me why well for a number of reasons i mean first of all um it's a car for next year. It's probably going to be a good car. Um, he's been in the sport for a long time. He's kind of bounced around um, from different teams, uh, mainly because of the lack of sponsorship. Um, for whatever reason, until recently, he hasn't been able to garner the, uh, the sponsorship he needs to run competitively. And uh, his activism has kind of uh, opened up uh, sponsors' eyes to be able to see that he's kind of a sellable guy. So that's helped him a lot. So he's going into this relationship with Jordan and, and Hamlin with money, which is something he's not had 
in his career, not only just the money that, that those two guys are going to put into the race team, but also his own money and sponsorship. It's been reported up to around $40 million was the sponsorship that he's bringing with him in his own pocket. So that's something he's never had in his career, save the handful of races he ran for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the truck series. So, and when he has had that money and running those kind of cars, he's won, he's been competitive. So, this is exciting for him because he's going to actually have a chance to show uh, what kind of driver he is. You said good car. And again, me being a novice, if that calling myself a NASCAR novice probably doesn't even do novice justice. But when you said he's going to have a good car, you know, he's driven for Richard Petty for the last little bit. And, and, you heard my reaction the first time you said that the thought that he didn't have a quote good car running for Richard Petty just kind of boggled my mind. Talk about that. Well, for starters, Petty's really kind of a figurehead of that team. He's not really the money guy, the ownership guy. Um, and sponsorship is so important. Uh, running these cars are, are expensive. You have to be able to, uh, do pull down rigs and, and testing when NASCAR allows it and, uh, and development and, and, and the research and development and, and those kinds of things and the engine program and all those things cost money. And the way that Richard Penny Motorsports is set up right now, they don't have that money. They don't have a ton of sponsorship. Um, they are affiliated with uh, Richard Childress Racing, who helps provide engines and some technical support for them. But it's not the same as having that on your own. The, you know, the good stuff goes to Richard Petty, goes to uh, Richard Childress Motorsports, and then you know the secondary stuff goes to uh, to RPM. So uh, it's not the Richard Petty of back in the day where he had all the money and all the sponsors and 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 all the research and development, and were able to run away from the group uh it's a much smaller scale down richard petty organization and they're a single car team that's affiliated to a two car team so that's really only three cars um whereas you look at organizations um like Stuart haas which is the most successful they have four cars plus a couple of affiliated cars so all of those cars are building into the research and the ability to find out how cars are reacting and tests and all of that kind of stuff and building up a database and they just don't have that at richard petty Maurice, do you know the best way to become a millionaire in racing is to be a billionaire and start a team? Right. <laughs> um, you you mentioned the affiliated cars. Is this going to be affiliated with Joe Gibbs? Is this going to be a fifth Joe Gibbs car? It hasn't been announced yet, but I can't imagine that it wouldn't be um, for a number of different reasons. I mean, I don't think that Denny would, would start a single car team without having some kind of affiliation because he knows how difficult that is being a part of the sport. Uh, there's also an affiliated team in, uh, in um, Levine family racing that just recently closed has cars, Toyota cars that are ready to go. And I know they sold their assets to Spire, but Spire doesn't run Toyotas. So I would expect them to purchase the cars part of that. Um, because they're going to be switching to a new car in 2022. So right. I don't see I don't see this team building new cars. It just wouldn't be cost effective. They're going to go buy cars from somewhere and those are sitting out there. So it, it seems to line up that that's probably going to happen. It hasn't officially been announced yet, but I would be stunned if it didn't go that direction. We know what Michael Jordan did as a player. What he's done in the front office 
to this point in the NBA has not been super successful. Has there any been any thought about what makes Michael think he can be successful in NASCAR if he can't be successful as a GM in the sport where he was so successful as a player? I mean, if I was just guessing, I would guess his affiliation with Hamlin. I mean, Hamlin mm-hmm. has been, especially the last few years, one of the most successful drivers in racing. He uh, he has everything but the championship in the Cup Series. He's, I think, won seven races this year. Um, and he knows about people. I mean, NASCAR is so much just about aligning yourself with the mm-hmm. right people and not – and, and relationships that your driver crew chief relationships got to be perfect. The driver ownership relationships got to be perfect to make all this work. And so I think just those, the ability to have someone like Denny Hamlin that understands that, I think that's why he thinks that this will work for him. Hey, we're talking again with Heather Williams from WCYB TV in Bristol. I'm talking a little NASCAR and um, I'm kind of getting, out of my comfort zone to be sure but um but heather knows that we we talk a lot on twitter and that kind of thing i tell you she's really been educating me on some stuff and you talked about bubba bringing some sponsorships and and that was um you know kind of revelatory to me from the standpoint that i thought that the 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 sponsorships typically went with the team so walk me through that that process well there's actually sponsors that are both. There are sponsors that are very connected to a team, uh, to a brand. Um, I think maybe the, the most, the easiest one would be uh, Axtel, which is old DuPont. They are very connected to uh, Hendrick Motorsports. They were Jeff Gordon's uh, sponsor forever. And then when he left, they've been on the car of both uh, Alex Bowman and uh, William Byron. So that's, that's their team sponsor and they have a say as to which drivers run their their in their car like you can't just throw anyone on in the car and they'd be okay with it but they're very much connected to the team then there are sponsors that are connected to the driver for instance denny hamlin had a sponsorship with jump van with jordan brands um, that is denny's sponsor it's not connected to joe gibbs racing in any way shape or form um Another example is currently Bubba Wallace has a sponsorship with McDonald's. That's they're they are sponsoring Bubba. They've been on the car, but they're sponsoring Bubba. And when Bubba leaves, they are going with Bubba to this new race team. So there's a little bit of both that goes on these days. It's more prevalent that the sponsors are connected to the drivers and drivers that have a lot of sponsorships um, are going to have rides. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, good rides, bad rides, whatever you want to call them, having a sponsorship, quote unquote, as they call it, in your pocket, um, will give you a better chance of having a, having a, a ride for the next year. All right. So, so if you've got a racing team that involves Michael Jordan, is it just a done deal that he's going to run 23? <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. Currently, nobody is running 23. Uh, the last few seasons, BK Racing ran that 23. Um, they're currently, I, I don't know if this has been said, I probably should have looked this up before we before we chatted, but they were in bankruptcy. They're not running right now. So I would assume it wouldn't take much for that team to get the 23, and negotiations on that may be why it wasn't announced initially. 
yeah, I, I would think it would almost have to be 23. Is it going to be red and black as well then? I think that will somewhat dis, uh, depend on the sponsor. Um, you know, if you're running a McDonald's car, absolutely, I could see a red and black paint scheme. But uh, some of the other sponsors, like, for instance, Bubba has a DoorDash car, and that's one of his sponsors. That car's green. So I think it would probably be sponsorship uh, dependent. But, you know, in the petty cars, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll run um, by level paint schemes where part of it's petty blue and part of it is a sponsor. So you might see some of that. I'm curious, Heather, this is one of the more unique partnerships in NASCAR, typically like the Stuart Haas and the Richard Petty Racing and even Childress to an extent. Most of these have racing backgrounds. Michael obviously does not, despite him being from North Carolina. What what is the difference do you think there will be in this being a non-traditional racing team partnership? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is it has the ability to draw people from other areas. I think I see a lot of parallels between this and the team that Brad Doherty owns. Mm-hmm. Only I believe this team is probably going to have more sponsorship and more money and probably the ability to win more just because of its uh, connections if they come to fruition with, with Joe Gibbs racing. But, you know, Brad was the same way. I mean, he wasn't really connected to racing other than he grew up in North Carolina and he got connected with a team that uh, is a more racing background. And they've been moderately successful. I won't say fairly successful. They're a mid-level team capable of winning a race or two. I expect Jordan, just because of his nature and, like I said, because of his affiliations, to be more successful. But the biggest thing is is that it just has the ability to attract people. I mean, I got I got Maurice talking about it, right? <laughs> talking about <laughs> racing. So well done. I mean, that that's that's an example right there. As you talk about that, you know, Michael Jordan, obviously Bubba Wallace with the summer that he had, he's attracted a lot of attention, not all of it necessarily the greatest attention, but you know, what what has been the reception in NASCAR to this news? Mixed. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of this has been a really hard sell to the hardcore I don't even know how to describe it. Hardcore Southern race fans that don't like change. And and what's going on with Bubba has been well-documented. I don't really have to to rehash all of that. But they just kind of see this as an extension of that, of pandering to um, certain groups. And that's fine. But I actually believe that this is more than that. I I know – Jordan's relationship with Denny and him wanting to bring Denny into the, to the Jumpman brand and, and expanding into racing, you know, several years ago when that happened. So I think this is a little deeper than just that, because I know that background and that relationship. But, um, and I think people that know that and understand that are really excited about this move because it does open up racing to a whole new group of people. And, and it, it makes it less intimidating maybe because you know Jordan and you, there's a hook for you to pay attention because I believe if you don't know and understand the sport it's much easier to follow it if you have a rooting interest a hook someone that you want to follow you know and I think that's true of any sports I don't really know and know that much about hockey 
and it's very hard for me to follow because I have no rooting interest. There's no hockey team from the town I'm from. There's no hockey team in Bristol. So it's just very difficult for me to follow. But, you know, maybe if, you know, I don't know, Richard Childers bought a hockey team, it might be interesting to me. So I think that that's what it does. If you can broaden the appeal of the sport, that's a good thing, right? I think so. I think most people think so. I think there's some people that don't think so, but I think so. And I think race, I think NASCAR has really done that just beyond this move. Um, they're making big changes to the schedule next year. You, you know, up there in Nashville, you're getting right. to rate, uh, getting a race this, uh, at the super speedway. So, you know, Which isn't in Nashville, to, it's in Gladeville. i've actually been to that track several times and i have seen some great racing there i think it's going to be i think it's going to be really good for the sport because not only is the racing there pretty good um but there's so many racing fans in nashville i think it's going to be a great atmosphere i think you're right it's really exciting again talking with heather williams from wcy wcyb tv in bristol Heather, talking just about that, because I, I, I did want to touch on that, um, the fact that the Nashville area is getting a a super speedway race after hosting the Hall of Fame inductions, I believe, the last couple uh, the of years. Banquet. Or the banquet. The banquet. Mm-hmm. And then you had the, the burnout on Broadway. A lot of people showed up for that, and now... They're getting a Grand Prix race, apparently, Um, because of some of the things like Bristol getting the all-star race and the the tax benefits that come with that. Is that, you know, part of the reason that Tennessee is becoming a little bit more NASCAR centric? Well, I know because I have I there are several people that I used to work with in TV that are now at NASCAR that Nashville has been a target city of theirs for years. Gotcha. Um, it's always one of the top five markets for ratings for things like Daytona and the championship race. And so they've really been trying to find ways to get into the Nashville market for a long time because it is a huge racing market. And, you know, I know, Maurice remembers this. I mean, there used to be NASCAR races and IndyCar races a decade ago um, at the Super Speedway. And it was really too bad when it left because I felt like all of those things were super successful. Um, And so they've just been always looking for a way to get back in there, whether it was through the banquet, possibly racing at some point at the fairgrounds, the Super Speedway. That's always been a target for them because – the racing history and the excitement about racing is so strong in the area. Yeah. And, and when you think about, you know, the guys that have come through the fairgrounds, like um, the Marlins, both Cuckoo and Sterling and, and um, Daryl Waltrip getting his start down here and that kind of thing. There are a lot of ties, you know, throughout NASCAR's history to Nashville. So like you said, the opportunity to get back is really a big deal. I would think. And, and with the upcoming, expansion to the the area does that make it more or less attractive to nascar as far as well the the, so they're they're building the the shops and the the mixed-use community around the fairgrounds definitely more so 
More so. I mean, I think that, you know, one of the things that the Kansas Speedway did that they were kind of the innovators was that was build that that community around the the uh, the racetrack. And now other racetracks are emulating that because it just it just adds so much more to the fan experience. Uh, Some of these tracks that you go to. Bristol's obviously right on the edge of town, so you're not that far. But some of these tracks that you go to are literally in the middle of nowhere. You go to Talladega, there is nothing (laughs) around that track. Um, And and, and so it's tough for a fan. You're just like kind of stuck at the track all weekend. Um, So I think think that that's very attractive uh, to the sport to have things to do around the track, shopping or or hotels or restaurants. Um, It's all a part of the – getting the fan experience to be, you know, something that will make them want to come back. You know, I was driving up to Cincinnati at some point some years ago and driving up through Kentucky and all of a sudden, boom, there's a, there's a, there's a racetrack. And, and that's you talk, another one that's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing around it. There's nothing to warn you that it's there or anything. You just run up on it. And it's like, who put a racetrack here? <laughs> oh, and why? It's kind of so, like it, I mean Nashville Super Speedway is that way. There's nothing there either. I mean, make sure you get gas before you go. Yeah, I, I wondered about that. I mean, there's nothing around it. There's no restaurants. There's no hotels. Anything like that. I mean, you either have to come back into Nashville or go out to you know Mount Juliet and Lebanon. So it'll be interesting. But people people are really excited about getting it back, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be great for the sport, and I think it's going to be great for Nashville and for the state of Tennessee. I mean, it's a race that I plan on going to, making the four-and-a-half-hour trek from Bristol. Uh, you know, we get back to more normal times where we can travel more um, because I think it's important for the state and for the sport to uh, to uh, be involved and supported. 